our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello, today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kilda Sim. Hello. I am so excited to continue the series that we have going because we have had so much great feedback. Like we have had more positive feedback for this than our Monday shows, which is our like sticky money episodes. And me and Sonia were like, huh, that's interesting. Like maybe we could (laughs) pick up a few things from Maya. (laughs) Just a whole lot of banter. A whole lot of banter. I am so ready to talk a business today because I've just come back from a trip. I was with three other amazing entrepreneurs. One of them was a unicorn founder. So a unicorn is a company that's reached a billion dollars. One of them had like a business with like a hundred mil. And then the other was also like this crazy successful entrepreneur. She has like was like invited to meet the queen for her work I was like oh yeah I'm reading like Harry's book and she goes oh I've met like Harry and Meghan four times and I was like geez like you're so cool four times (laughs) she's a very successful business owner and so anyway I got to hang out with them for like five days we all just went away to Australia and like hung out and like shared ideas and stuff and so I'm feeling very businessy and inspired they were all women of color All three of them were Forbes 30 under 30, except me. I was just like, hey, like, thanks for taking me. I'm the the charity case here. I really appreciate it. (laughs) You'll get there. Don't worry, babe. You'll get there. That is so amazing. And I can just imagine how inspiring it would be to be just with these wonderful, successful women of color. Like, it's such a powerful space to be in and to spend five days just doing your thing is really awesome. It was really interesting. And funnily enough, the main takeaway that we all had, which was just like something I wasn't expecting, was the impact of like who you end up marrying slash dating and the impact that that has on how successful you end up being, which was not very like feminist of me, but it was the idea of like, you can either have a partner that like gives you peace so you can like then go Mm -hmm. and focus on like your growth and you know your happiness and your business making a billion dollars yeah or you can have a partner that like stresses you out and you're always worried about them and you're always like just you know 
not at peace or they're even worse than that and they're more like, you know, um, anti you working or anti you going out and doing things and meeting people. So that was an interesting takeaway. We all bought Jay Shetty's book, Eight, what is it? Eight Rules of Love. He started his world tour too. Did he? Yeah, I think I read on Instagram it started today. Between you and me, I don't know if Jay Shetty is like the person I want to take love advice from because he is still quite young. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do, don't you feel like you should be like 80 and still married to write a book on love? I listened to his podcast with his wife, Radhi, and I love her. But he, the way he said the book was is more so learnings that he has had and, okay. and tips, not so much like this is how you have a successful relationship, although I'm sure those tips and tricks will help foster a healthy and positive relationship but I don't think it's coming from a perspective of I know everything and this is what you have to do to you know be happy like me and my wife okay yeah I'm only up to chapter one clearly okay <laughs> it's like be alone and I'm like okay <laughs> okay that's interesting so this week we are talking about how to make a business plan When it comes to growing a business, this is the part where people start to fall off the bandwagon or start to like lose, not interest, but get stuck. And so it's like, you know, coming up with the idea, maybe trying social media or even just trying to like ask people around you if it works, you know, getting some like information on trends. That's all exciting, making the logo. Like that's all really fun. And I think people stick around when it comes to building a business up to this point. But When it comes to sitting down and making a business plan, because it is so difficult or it comes across so difficult and it's so unknown, people just like drop off at this point. And so if you're up to here and you do this, I think you're beating like 80% of people, like 80% of people will not make a business plan and just be like, actually, maybe it's a silly idea because they don't feel comfortable or confident enough to really break the idea down. So I'm really excited to talk about it and maybe, you know, make it seem less daunting. Yeah, and I really like the point that you made about people finding it daunting because I think up until this point we've been speaking about social media and kind of tools and systems that are quite familiar and can also be quite casual. So like Instagram and TikTok and when you think of, hey, I'm going to start a business on social media first – I wouldn't think, oh, I need to have a business plan for it. So I think this is a very important step that is often overlooked and can be daunting as well, like you said, because I don't know, some people might think that their business on Instagram isn't, you know, businessy enough. Like you're not a brick and mortar physical business. So yeah, I'm really happy to dive into this, Kopapa, dive into this topic today for you, Sim. So my first part time, my first question for you is, what is a business plan and why is it useful, specifically useful for people using social media? Oh, good question. A business plan is basically a document. It does not have to be 100 pages. That used to be my misconception. You can even yes. put it on one page. My first business plan was like a visual plan and then I did like write it down and spread it out. But initially my first business plan was like something you could draw on like a napkin. And so in simple terms, a business plan is you saying, what is this business about? How is it going to work? And how is it going to make money? And just being aware of like, how do I go from point A of having nothing to like an idea to point B of 
an actual viable business. And so that's questions like, how do I make money? Who do I need in my team? What's the mission? Who are our customers? But we'll get into all of like the nitty gritty down the track, but in simple terms, it's just you planning something out. It's like having a meal prep plan or I don't know, going to the gym and having a personal trainer sit down with you and be like, okay, this is what you're gonna do to achieve your results. And I do actually believe, I'm not a big believer in like rigidness or rules or structure, but I do believe that if you're starting a business, it does really help having a business plan. Okay, so essentially they're the steps to help you to succeed. Yes. Okay, lovely. And have you used business plans for all of your businesses? Yes. So I don't remember why I did it for my first one for the Indian Feminist. Like, I think someone told me to. (laughs) I think I wanted to turn it into a company, like move from a sole proprietor, which just means like a single founder, to like Mm -hmm. growing it further. And I think I thought I needed a business plan to be like, see, this is proper documentation. So I made one. And it was really simple. I took a business plan template where it just had like a template of questions that you needed to answer. And I just answered like in a paragraph for each of them with Girls That Invest, I did the same. And I actually have the document next to me right now for the Girls That Invest business plan. So I will be sharing that in this episode. Oh, please do. I'm so interested in that because past business plans that I've seen have been truly like 10, 15, 20 page documents. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that, Sim, because I've seen business plans, we'll search them up and they've been 20 pages and that itself, I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's too intense, man. So please, how can we have a one business page plan? A one business page plan. Imagine like a triangle, but then flip the triangle upside down. So the Mm -hmm. like biggest part or like the widest part of the triangle is at the top and then like Mm -hmm. the little tip of the triangle is at the bottom and maybe then put three lines in the triangle so it's like three layers like you know the food pyramid but upside down Mm -hmm. and what you're going to have on the top is where you originally find people or where people can see you so that's like your funnel the start of your funnel often for brands that you are going to create like if you're listening in the top of your funnel is probably going to be social media, specifically TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Then the middle part of that funnel is going to be your second offer. So for me, the top one was Instagram and the second one was podcasts. Now someone might make it YouTube. Someone might make it free workshops that they do in their community. Someone might make it free merch. Just something that is a little bit more It just brings people a little bit more closer to your brand. For me, podcasts is what I chose because I was like, people will get to know GTI a bit better, get to know me and Sonia and now yourself better. And they're just more closer or more intimate than like seeing a post on Instagram. So supplementary or complementary content? Content that gets deeper. Okay. And then the bottom part of the triangle, the tip of the triangle was going to be the thing that helped us make money and so obviously social media is free podcasting is free and so down the bottom I didn't know what that was going to look like I thought maybe it might be courses it might be books it might be just the content having like sponsorships so the sponsorships you know then goes upstream but I just knew that 
this was my business plan. Like there's going to be all this free education at the top, which is really broad. Mm -hmm. Anyone can join in. Then there's going to be the podcast, which is again free and anyone can join in. And then there'll be something we'll come up with. I didn't know what that was going to be, but I knew that that would then help pay for whatever's back up on top. So it became like a funnel. All the free stuff helped us have a few customers or a few brands or sponsors, whatever that may look like. And that would then allow us to fund having more free stuff again. And so it would get bigger and bigger. Oh, okay. I've heard you talk about the funnel before and I've never really, I guess, because we've never gone that in depth into it. And so this makes so much sense. So you're kind of creating your community, building interest and providing free content. And then for those who want more in-depth content, you're kind of funneling them down 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 to essentially your masterclasses yeah and and so that that's now the masterclass that's now the workshops that we do the book anything we go into corporates like companies and do like investing 101 workshops for them and their employees so anything that we do that generates revenue that then allows us to go back and go okay well now we can do this full time or now I can help get someone to edit the podcast so that me and Sonia can actually record more episodes in a week rather than one a week so things like that And did you have your whole plan figured out then on your little napkin or did that change over time as GTI developed? I believe in the 70-20 rule. No, I believe in the 80-20 rule. I clearly can't do maths. (laughs) And the 80-20 rule is applicable to most things in life, but you can think of it as 80% of what you do won't actually help. 20% of what you do will generate 80% of the result. So there'll be a few things you do well. So leave mm-hmm. room to change things around. So first, you know, we just did one podcast a week. Now we do three, you know, so you're opening your doors up. First, we only talked about investing content and stock market content. Now we'll like sprinkle in a little bit of career stuff, a little bit of CVs, a little bit of, you know, financial gossip, if you can call it that. And so you can change things and it gets more flexible with time because you have to keep up with the times Mm -hmm. but it didn't sway away from that main triangle model right so how did you start to produce more than one product how did you know the first one was like okay cool I want to step in deeper into something else as well well I think I just started it by doing it by doing one piece of the triangle at a time so first you obviously start with the biggest triangle which is reach the masses everyone is like not going to know who you are and you're just going to like provide them free valuable content until they start to you know be like okay this brand is actually legit they bring like investing news sometimes faster than the news sites themselves like I always get a little kick out of that but you know we're just onto it and so first was the Instagram and as mm-hmm. that started growing, I did that for a few months and then I started thinking, okay, what's going to be that middle part of the triangle that you know the thing that takes a general into more of a deeper level and I thought and I was like maybe I'll do a YouTube channel then I was like no then I was like maybe I could do a podcast and I was like I can't do that by myself like I would be bored I didn't know what I was gonna do and then one day I was chatting with Sonia we were just talking about our own money experiences and it was so natural and I was like oh my god like my best friend right here is like the perfect person to do this podcast with so I kind of like pitched it to her And mind you, I don't think 
Sonia or I expected GTI to grow to what it is. So she was like, yeah, sure, of course, no worries. Let me jump on. I can give one week of my life to you. Sure. Sure. Poor woman. And so what ended up happening was then that grew. And then as the socials grew, we got more podcast followers. And so that was kind of the cycle. And then once the socials grew and the podcast grew, then I came to the third step of like, okay, it has been an entire year and a half of us doing this for free, giving free social media content, giving free podcast content. Let's see what we can do to at least make this sustainable because Mm -hmm. up to this point, we were working for free. And kind of what I said to Sonia was when we start making revenue of the podcast, like let's split that 50-50. The podcast is a way, like I can't pay right now for you to come and jump on and do this, but whatever money the podcast brings up to that point, like we'll just split it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. And then I was able to find a sponsor. I was able to reach out with them, negotiate with them, go back and forth. I used to take the deal calls and like my company's storage room because I was working at the time. Between patients. Oh, that's right. (laughs) If you ever saw me in the storage room, Maya, like whispering, that's where I was. Perfect. Get your money, honey. Maya, someone would be like, where's Simran? And Maya would probably have been like, oh, she's probably just upstairs working. Like, don't worry about it. She's just doing her thing. She'll be back soon. Don't worry. She'll be back soon. She's got an emergency. And so that's what happened. And then that's kind of how it started. And it was really cool. But that's how I came up with the funnels. And then eventually we kept growing and growing and growing. And I was like, what if we did like a paid product that like helped go into things a lot more deeper? And then that's where the course and the book and all of that came from. Mm. Okay, so I'm now glad that I know exactly what the funnel means because I've heard you explain this to a few other people. I remember one of our old colleagues as well, you explained the funnel to her as well for her setting up her little pakihi, her little business. Setting up her OnlyFans. Yes, (laughs) literally I remember that and I was just like, perfect. Can you tell us about your Girls That Invest business plan? Please share the juice. Okay, absolutely. So to answer the question of what should be included in a business plan, I'll share how my plan looks. So I've got it. It's four pages. It's a Google Doc. It's called Business Plan GTI 2021. I don't know why it was called that because I'm pretty sure I started in 2020. So these are the questions and then I'll just quickly go through my answers. The first question was, what problem are you solving? What challenges and pain points will you resolve for users? This is a really important question because at the end of the day, you're not starting a business to make money. You're not starting a business to... I don't know, be able to work from home forever or I can't think of another reason. Ego or legacy, like those aren't good reasons to start a business. A good business plan is something that is solving a real problem and finding the pain points or the challenges that people are having and going, okay, I'm going to come up with a solution. Those are the businesses that succeed. So that should be your first question because if you can't answer that, then I don't think you should have a business plan. And so my answer to what problem are you solving, what challenges and pain points will you resolve for users is this. This is what I said. Investing is hard, yet everyone wants to invest. Women feel like they need to be completely covered and well-versed in the topic before we jump in. It's intimidating. It feels confusing. It doesn't feel friendly. 
And investing education is just an untapped space for women. Girls That Invest is going to create a quote-unquote go-to platform for women and minorities to find information about investing and personal finance and make women feel like it's a safe space. These podcasts should leave women feeling empowered and we're going to start off teaching about investing and financial literacy and ways to grow your long-term wealth. And then I wrote an ABC. And A was use Instagram to give bite-sized investing help. B was then, I'm going to use a Facebook group where people can ask questions. And then C was going to be then use a podcast to deliver the information in an easy and accessible way. Mm. And that is essentially what you've done as well. Yep. So that was question one. Mm-hmm. Question two was your company description. What does your company do? What do you solve? And this is what people call like your elevator pitch and an elevator pitch is in simple terms like if you were standing next to someone in an elevator and they said what do you do this is how you would like pitch it because an elevator doesn't have a lot of time so you have to say Mm -hmm. this in a short and snappy way you don't want to be boring someone for hours and so the elevator pitch was creating a safe space a one-stop shop for investing education and when you see someone that looks like you you're more receptive to it which will lead hopefully to more women investing For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Hmm. I like that. It's catchy and it gets you interested because you're like, actually, no, it's something that you don't, well, personally, you don't think of until someone highlights it and you're like, actually, no, yeah, that's very true. And the most important thing or the most powerful thing is if you have an elevator pitch that's bad, then you don't feel good about your business. Because if someone's like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, um, I kind of like make TikToks and I talk about the share market. People are going to be like, what? And you just, mm. and you, you know, you just don't instill confidence in them or in yourself or your idea. But if you're like, I am a founder that does X, Y, Z. I put more money in the pockets of women or whatever it is that you say you're going to feel more confident about your business and you're going to show up stronger and that person's going to be more likely to go, oh, that's cool. Like, And they might follow up on it or they might tell their friend like, hey, I met this kind of cool person. They said they did this. And so that is really important. And it's important for if and when one day you want to have investors jump into your business. You want to be able to you know, sell it and make it seem like a really cool idea. Hmm. Like you said in one of the first few episodes was – 
go into this business, create your Instagram and your TikTok as if it's a global brand. So you have that seriousness or that confidence. You're like, no, I'm a global brand and I am pitching this to you with confidence. Then the third thing I had was question of team. Who's going to be involved in your endeavor? And this is important because you want to know who do you exactly need or what do you exactly need so that you can begin the process of finding them and building on that. I don't know if this was the mistake or if this was smart, but I was like, oh, well, we're not making any money right now. So there's probably no point hiring a team. Like I don't have you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars laying around where I can just have people's money like ready to to pay them. But mm-hmm. I did write down what I would want in a dream team. And so there'd be a founder, myself. There would be someone that would do content creation or social media management, which to this day is actually still myself. I still do the content and manage the socials. Then we'd have a videographer and an editor. We got our first editor five months ago we've been doing it ourselves for three years Sonia and I and I actually just reached out to a videographer today so we've been really lean we haven't outsourced this we've been trying to teach ourselves then we wanted a podcast producer which we still kind of do ourselves and then customer service slash virtual assistant work which we actually do now have someone helping with and and honestly they've, they've changed our lives but I wrote down one two three four five people And yet it was just myself and Sonia doing all of it. Yeah, I remember when you first started recording the masterclass and I checked in on you. I was like, how are you? And you're like, I'm really like really tired and a little bit flex. I think you'd also been renovating your house. And so I was like, she needs a little pick me up. So I went over and dropped you off something, but I saw you were recording and I didn't want to interrupt you. And I was just like, I just hope this this helps her get a little pep in her step and now seeing that you have expanded and how much weight off your shoulder that has had for you has been really cool to see. Oh, I still remember that day because, see, guys, my house, my the home that I was living in at the time, I have a sliding door. So, like, you can see – it's like – glass so you can see if someone's coming to the door and I was sitting literally next maybe a meter away from the sliding door Maya's full body was there and I did not see her (laughs) she dropped food at my door I did not see her and then I got a text from her being like she said check behind your wheel and I was like what the heck like did you come over and hit my car or something or like random (laughs) I was just so confused and I tried to call her and I and then I saw that she'd left food for me and I was like that's so sweet, but I'm so concerned that I missed someone coming all the way up to my front door and I didn't see them. Yeah, that was, that was actually a little bit concerning, but we'll, we'll move past that. So what's your next step, Sim? Now, the next thing you need to look for is industry or market analysis. And I didn't do this in terms of writing it down, but I kind of did it on my own, kind of like mentally, but it's trying to work out the attractiveness and the dynamics of the market within the industry. So you're basically trying to say, what's the strengths and the weaknesses of the industry? You're trying to say like, what's the information available? Is my industry one that's growing? Is there a lot of competition? Can I get an idea of futures, supply and demand? You're trying to kind of work out is this even worth doing? Like if I was someone that was like, I'm going to create the next best fast food brand, 
questions I would probably have is, oh, but the industry is kind of dying off. Like people want slightly more healthier foods. Like I don't know if this is going to be viable forever. Or I might go, oh, you know what? I really want to create like a brand that focuses on cosmetics and cosmetic injectables. You might then have industry analytics and go, well, actually the Kardashians seem to be like dissolving their cosmetic surgeries, like their BBLs and their their lip injections. And, and so is that an industry that's going to stick around? Because it feels like we're on the downwards trend rather than the upwards trend. Mm, okay. So it's knowing your point of difference and then doing some rangahau, doing some research into whether or not what you're providing is needed. I guess... A little bit, but more just like trying to see if overall that industry that you're going to work in is even going to exist in 10 years time. Because there's no point being the best fast food restaurant when all fast food restaurants are like slowly going to die out. Another like maybe extreme equivalent would be like if someone wanted to own a petrol station, it's like, well, do you maybe think that as electric cars become more popular that we might not need petrol stations as much? Will people be charging from home more? And so you're almost buying something in an industry that's dying. Mm, Okay, so kind of a little bit of future-proofing. Yes, so that was that. The next thing is your target market. Who's going to make up your target audience? So I just listed the countries that I thought people would listen in from, like Australia, New Zealand, the US, the UK, and Canada. And then the marketing plan was what channels will you use to reach your target audience? And I didn't fill this out because I had kind of drawn it out. For me, it was going to just be Instagram and Facebook because back then that's what existed. And now I would throw TikTok into that. Mm -hmm. And then this is quite funny. Then it was financial summary. What is your cost structure and what is your revenue streams? What are your sales goals? And I just had nothing because I was like, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. So I just left that. I was like, what am I going to sell or how am I going to make money? That's like not there yet. But I do know that I can grow a community and I'm sure I'll figure out a way to like keep the lights on as time goes by. (laughs) You'll figure it out. And boy, did you figure it out, man. (laughs) I, I did. I mean, I had an idea. I was like, I do know that like workshops would be good i know i'm a natural teacher i'm sure some level Mm -hmm. of teaching would work whether that's like maybe i should become a financial advisor or maybe i should just do general advice or like i didn't know what it was going to look like but i knew that there was something that i was going to do okay did knowing what you were good at kind of help you with that as well like you said you were you know you're good at teaching which you really are and so therefore you thought that could be something that I can create revenue from oh yes absolutely I 100% believe in this next thing that I'm going to say which is double down on your strengths because that is the Mm. way to grow in business my strengths if I just focused on them I got to be like an expert in that strength or like one of the best in that strength rather than looking at the things I was bad at and trying to improve what I was bad at and staying average at what I was good at. Mm. I'd rather be rubbish at what I'm bad at, outsource that and just get so good at what I can do to the point where like, I guess no one else can do it the way I can do it if without, Mm. you know, sounding too up myself. No, you can say that with confidence because I think too often wahine women do shy away particularly from 
I don't know, businesses. Fortunately, that is drastically changing now, especially with the weekend that you've had. But no, I think it's awesome for people to remain confident in especially their strengths, whether that's just one thing, at least, like you said, just be the best at it. And that is your kind of your strength in your business. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. I then went to like write out a few ways of earning money. So I'm just scrolling down on my business plan. So I came up with a few ideas of what we could do. And so I broke them down into some examples like Google AdSense on a website, which we never ended up doing. So you can, you know, create a blog, have a lot of people come to the blog, and then you can put AdSense spots where Google will then fill those spots with ads from other, you know, advertisers, but like Google hosts it. So, you know, they're like not silly little ads and they're legitimate. That's a way people can make money. Affiliate ads, which we don't do. I then wrote sponsored content and then in brackets don't accept a lot, which I'm glad that we've stuck to because we don't actually do a lot of sponsored content. What else? We did workshops, maybe becoming an advisor, which I ended up deciding against and doing conference speaking, which I am doing lots of. Hmm. That's really cool. Then I wrote down resources I will need. So I knew that to create a company, I just needed, especially an online brand, I needed like different apps and different applications. So the resources that I needed would be like Slack and Slack is like WhatsApp, but for professional use. So you can send like instant messages to your colleagues, to the team, if you've got a team. And for Sonia and I, it just helped us separate friendship from work. So we were like, if we have a work question or like, hey, can we jump on and do this? We're going to message each other on Slack to do that so that when I see an iMessage from you, I know it's not work-related. I know it's just like, oh my God, watch this funny video. And then Slack's going to be like, hey, we need to sort out like this next idea. Mm, Helping to create boundaries. Helping to create boundaries, especially if you're working with friends. Then I decided to use Google Drive for everything. So Google Drive to host documents, Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Forms canva to create the visuals and i ended up using honestly imovie to like edit videos and like garage band equivalents to like edit the podcast so we didn't need a lot of resources and most of them if not all of them were actually free then i and this is like where the business plan ends and where my own version of a business plan steps in and it's called steps to get started so i literally wrote down everything i needed to achieve like create an Instagram account, create a Facebook group, create a website, create a, mm. a LinkedIn. And then under each one, I wrote exactly the steps I needed to take so I could tick each thing off, like use Canva to upload photos, then find a color scheme, then post memes sometimes, then post articles in our Facebook group. In our Facebook group, post a FAQ each week, make a Girls That Invest investing profile, start posting blogs once a week, which we never end up doing. And so all these things that I wrote, buy YouTube equipment secondhand and film some content into making videos. Like it was just step-by-step what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And then I decided that I wanted to work backwards and determine, well, how much revenue would be my dream revenue for the company? And I did at that time write a really crazy goal which was to make a million dollars 
if I could make it successful. And then I kind of went backwards and said, well, to make a million dollars, I would either need to work with this many brands and charge this much and have this many sponsored posts a year, or I would have to sell like to make a book and make write this many books or do workshops and go to this many companies or make a course and sell this many, I don't know, courses. And so that way I knew what the company's target was because I knew if I had that kind of money, I could then reinvest it back into the company and grow even faster, reach even more people, make even more free content and have more ideas in the group that could then like be really helpful. So it wasn't just like my brain and my experiences. Cause I think people, you know, deserve more than just that. <laughs> so when you were breaking down how to reach your financial goal, did you do any market research for how much it is for brand sponsors for this? How much is it for book royalties or whatever? Yes. So I kind of like wanted to get a rough idea and I was like, oh, okay. So like, Books only give you 10% of a book. So that would mean like I'd get $3 if I sold like a $30 book. And so that was kind of like harder to Mm -hmm. reach maybe a a bigger number like that. But like the other ways weren't as hard. So I think that also kind of affected or, or maybe made me think about like what I should do first. Oh, okay. And how did you just going back to the steps, did you create those steps as you went along or was this all before you kind of started? So this was before I started and there is a really great free template available. You don't have to be from New Zealand to use it, but if you just go on the New Zealand business government website they have like a template for a business plan and it tells you everything you need to fill out like your business details your background your goal or your mission your strategy your current and planned team market analysis competitor analysis budget assets held financial plan your legal and regulatory compliance which sorry i did the last one as well but that was more like mental rather than like I I looked into it rather than like had to write it down for myself Mm -hmm. and then got legal advice but all of that sounds really confusing and over the top you can take what you need and have a business plan with half of those filled out but at least have some of them filled out at least know some idea of what you're doing the most important things you need to know is what you're going to do and how you're going to do it your goal Mm -hmm. and your mission your strategy, who's going to be in your team, and a little bit of a market analysis, like what's going on. Are things going up or down? So I think that kind of summarizes my business plan. And and as you can tell, I didn't have everything sorted out. I didn't do certain things. Like I didn't feel like I needed to do assets held and planned other than like a simple guide of Like, that sounds really confusing, but all I did is wrote down the software that I think I would need and how much they cost. And I was like, oh, all of this is free. Okay, cool. And like with the financial plan, I think I was quite privileged in the fact that I did have a full-time job and I was therefore able to be like, well, I'll just keep doing this for free until if and when something happens. And I'm very happy to keep doing it for free for a year and a half. You know, it's a long time, but at the same time, like, It was just a hobby to begin with. And even though I had a business plan, I didn't actually believe at all that this was going to be a full-time job. I still remember Maya, like you were the one 
during work one day when you were like, oh, Simran, like, Girls Anvis is going to be your thing. And I was like, mm. oh, I don't know about that. Like, we'll see. I was still kind of embarrassed. And you're like, no, like, this is it. Like, this is the thing. And it is your thing. And thank you for bringing me along on your thing. <laughs> I have not let you leave the thing. I'm like, no. hey, come join the thing. No, yeah, I love it. I love that we're colleagues again. <laughs> it's where we started, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I would leave and like not bring you along. I'm kidding. Not a chance. Not a chance. Sim, are you able to pop your business plan, the questions that you have in the show notes? Yeah, so I will put in the show notes the template that I used and my answers, like as you've had a listen to, you can like maybe go back and re-listen and go, okay, well that's what she put in and then just adjust it for your own ideas. But if I can give any like final piece of device, it's you don't have to have it all figured out. Just have a framework. I didn't even know how we were going to make money. I just knew that something would work out and it did. Mm. Okay, that is really good to hear. Also reflecting on the success that Girls at Invest has had. And I think it's really reassuring personally for me, for someone who is, you know, wanting to start out where you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to fill out the 20 page business plan. You can just have a little napkin, do a triangle and fill out those core, I think it was about five to seven questions. Absolutely. And that's all it is. It isn't that hard. And if you have questions, like I would say there are a few resources. You can also DM us. And I'm sure like if you have something that you want to know, just send Girls That Invest a DM and I'll send you like a voice note on what I think. But yeah, I think that's a really great place to wrap it up. Thank you once again for listening in, for hearing Maya and myself reminisce about the simpler days. <laughs> Uh, They were actually simpler, but I mean, it's a wonderful, amazing time now. So it is. All right. Till next time, Maya. Kakite. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.